Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Dog Will Eat My Face. Today, I want to touch on a topic that has come up in some folks around me, I should say. Just my observation of certain people I know of in my life and how they behave and the stark contrast that their behavior has versus my own and in particular what I'm referring to is those folks that are not only drama magnets, for a better word, lack of a better word, I should say, but people who are constantly embroiled in a sense of victimhood. There are people in my life that seem to always interpret events as though They are merely a branch on a roaring river, that they have no control of their day-to-day life, and that the universe itself might even be against them. And I think almost everyone gets a fleeting feeling of this from time to time. It's only human. I'm reminded, though, of one quote, and I wish I could remember who I could attribute it to, because it was the best response to such a victimhood that I've probably ever heard. And what was said in that quote was, one bemoaning the empty sky. Why me? Why do these things happen to me? They heard in the absence of anything responding. Why not you? Or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. But that struck a chord in me. Why me? Why not you? What makes you so special? (laughs) And that actually, with me at least, gave me some serenity and peace. That no, the universe is not out to get me. That when I bemoan the empty stars and say, why me, and bellow out. The deafening response is just a way of saying, why not me? None of us are really anyone special, we're all. African apes on a lump of rock 
circling our sun in 365 days, more or less. We're all at the mercy of the same injury and mortality as everyone else. But there's a certain breed of people that I honestly find in many ways repugnant. And that's the sort that are carrying with them this sense of victimhood. As though nothing that occurred in their life, or maybe just a few things in their life occurred, absent any of their involvement whatsoever. And that may be true. Certainly I would believe it. I don't think many people go out to sabotage themselves. But there's just such a maligned attitude that I find with victimization that makes me so utterly uncomfortable. And now, it's definitely a tempting feeling to have. I would agree with that when you're going through mishaps. Trust me, I'm going through and have gone through many mishaps my whole life. Frankly, everyone has, believe it or not. And every once in a while, when you're getting beat up on, it may feel that the universe is out to get you, but it's absolutely not. You're being treated just like everyone else. And so, despite the temptation for feeling victimized, I've always found it utterly repugnant. And I've never in my life fallen into the trap of believing I'm purely a victim of circumstances. And I just want to touch on that a little bit today and share the problems with this feeling and how I came to master it, for lack of a better word, and to nullify it in my life. Because I think it's important. It's something, especially in today's culture, where victimization is often celebrated. It's something that is not explained by many people. And I'm just sharing how I've got around it. 
And it's in no attempt to say, haha, I'm better than you or I'm better than anyone else. It's just quite the contrary. I am no better than anyone else. And there is no reason why problems should not persist in my lifetime. But I'm not ever completely helpless in the face of these problems. And I feel it's incumbent upon me to explore just how and why that is. shared previously on this podcast if you've listened for a while or maybe you're just hopping on here again for the the first time in a while or maybe you're brand new I don't know but I've said many times that despite all the opportunities that I had to be a raging victim, so to speak, in my life. I never welcomed it, and I actually hated the feeling of not having control over my life. I can't imagine how some people indulge in that. They like to be kept for some reason. And that's just not me. I, some people are like that. I get it. And it, I don't know the root of that. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. But I think that's core of my personality. I hate the idea of being kept. And I hate the idea of being dependent on others. And I've always been been that way since I was a little child. But I've obviously also said in past podcasts that in many ways I gain peace with what may come tomorrow because of what I have done in the past. I know for a fact I've lived a good life. I absolutely took advantage of everything I could in the face of all kinds of adversity. I did what I had to do and I maintained decent virtue through it all. Of course there are times when my virtue faltered. But I had to forgive myself and correct myself and improve myself and move on. It certainly has not been static. (laughs) I've done some dumb things. I will not be the 
kind of idiot to say I've never done anything wrong. I've done some wicked, stupid things. <laughs> but I have to forgive myself because this is all I get. Me, this life, in the material sense, this is it. If I don't forgive myself, no one will. If I don't forgive myself and don't find a way to adjust and move on, I won't move on and improve myself. So, that all being said, I think with victimization and drama magnets, for again, lack of a better word, they're generally shackled to their fears about tomorrow. While failing to live in the now and have happiness and serenity today. And I think that's more said for the drama types. They exercise increasing the, the, the drama of events to comical thresholds sometimes. And they often do that just shackled out of fear for what may come tomorrow. And of course, I've had peace and confidence in knowing I have lived a good life. And today, in the now, I try really hard to still have a good life as best as I can, in spite of the adversity against me right now with congestive heart failure. And absolutely, there are days when I fail, so to speak. I'm not perfect. I absolutely fail. I fail often. But just as I've done my whole life, I need to recognize it, forgive myself for it, deviate my course so that I can improve myself and tomorrow could be a better day. And then tomorrow... I can live in the now and be happy in the now. It's funny. It's something I've actually said recently about <laughs> my dog uh, to someone else. Gosh, I can't remember who I was talking to. But we both agreed that dogs are so good at living in the present. They're not thinking about really what happened to them three years ago. They're not thinking about tomorrow. 
<laughs> they're not worried about tomorrow morning. Who's going to pay the bills? Uh, they just care about the now. And I said, yeah, I think that's something that all of us can learn a little bit from to appreciate and live in the now. That's something that we could probably learn from dogs, actually. And I think that's really why, because if you're just constantly worried about the future, or if you're shackled to a victim mentality, you will never be able to enjoy the present day. And that is the key to being at peace with what may come tomorrow. I'll quote Horace once again. This was, this is one of my most favorite quotes as well. And I've known this since grade school, I'm sure. But he said, <clears throat> happy is the man and he alone who secure within can say, tomorrow do thy worst for I've lived today. And that's what he was just trying to refer to living in the present time. If you fail to live in the present time, you will never have acceptance and serenity, no matter what may be tomorrow. And I think that is absolutely key to getting away from a victim or drama magnet mentality. And this goes even further. I'll actually share that just today, I was talking to somebody in my apartment building and I literally just met them today. And we were chatting about, oh, well, I guess some crime, honestly, in the building. And then also the conversation deviated to this person's health issues. And then I said, oh, don't feel bad about that. I've got all kinds of these stupid health issues. And I told this individual what I'm dealing with. And she sincerely said, I am so sorry. And it looked like she was about to cry. And I said, what for? She said, for the things you're, you're going through. And I said, why? You didn't do it. <laughs> so you got nothing to be sorry about. I am 
totally at peace with what may come tomorrow. I don't care what comes tomorrow. I will be at peace with life or death. Because I'm alive right now. And she had a real hard time understanding that. When I said there's no reason to be sorry. I'm certainly not self-destructive. I mean, there's no virtue in that. So please don't misinterpret what I'm saying, but at the same time, I don't paralyze myself in fear because anything could happen to any one of us, really. Health issues, a crime, anything, car accident, uh, you know, a flood, a natural event, a stupid person, you know, anything can befall any one of us on this planet. And that is totally out of your control. That is, external things happening to you are completely and utterly out of your control. But the thing you can control is your thoughts and your feelings and your virtues. And if you can still be at peace with yourself, with all that external adversity, only then I think you'd ever be truly happy with life. Incidentally, I also read recently Another quote by Marcus Aurelius, where he said, If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself. It's your estimate of it. And this you have the power to evoke at any moment. So again, that's just where he's saying your emotional response and way of handling an incident is the one thing that is up to you and entirely in your control. And if you yield that control to 
external events if you take no ownership of it. Absolutely, you will be all over the place. (laughs) You will have every emotion all over the place and, and you'll be miserable, I think. And and it actually reminded me of a, of a more modern quote, so to speak, that I heard. Uh, the speaker at my high school graduation, now we're going way back in time, right? It's about the same time as Marcus Aurelius. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I do remember a quote by a girl who was speaking to the graduating class, the valedictorian or whatever. One of the things she said, which also reflects what Marcus Aurelius was alluding to here, was worrying about things beyond your control. It's like trying to solve an algebra problem by chewing gum. And that is a very cute, modern way of echoing what Marcus Aurelius said 2,000 years ago. Worrying and being a victim just gives up all your control and all your your strength and your abilities to external, completely apathetic forces in the universe. The universe doesn't care about you. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it and be that blunt. There's so many people now, the religious, of course, who say... God's looking out for me, or the universe has it on my side, you know, but frankly, I just think that's complete bull. The universe is entirely apathetic to your well-being. And if you're reliant on that to be well and to be happy, you'll never get there. And I don't say this just to pick on the religious. I just think it's an easy way to somehow say that the universe is on your side. Well, I don't think it is. Don't forget that the SS soldiers in World War II had in German, God is with us on their belts. The SS had that as one of their 
slogans. God is with us. That's why I just don't think you can ever rely on that. Obviously, that's not the only reason. I don't think you can rely on a benign universe or benign curator to save you. Again, why me? Why not you? The other thing I want to underscore with victimization and that feeling that people have of being victims, it truly has always rubbed me the wrong way because, because of just what I said in the last segment. You are giving up that power to someone else to affect you, to affect what you're feeling and thinking. And I don't want to do that. Who wants to do that? There's always going to be people that are complete. Well, I've got colorful language for them, but I'll say something to be uncensored. <laughs> There's always going to be mean people. There's always going to be people that don't care about you. And then, so, why would you want to give them the authority to curate your feelings in your life? Don't give that up to them. And sometimes I admit that's hard. That is hard sometimes. When someone really hurts you, that is very hard. But if you allow them to control your emotions and impact your feelings to such degree, you are yielding that power and that authority over to them. And that's what victimization does. You yield your power to others. And that is why I find it so repugnant. Even though I was born with a birth defect and technically been fighting for life ever since I was born, and I'm now dealing with a really lousy deal of cards I've never felt like a victim never sometimes you may there might be a fleeting I don't want to say feeling there might be a fleeting attraction to be a victim 
Because then you don't have to do anything. You you don't have to be strong. You don't have to adhere to your, your virtues. Because in some senses, giving up control is just easier. But I've never fallen for that temptation. It's always disgusted me. And that is really why, fundamentally, I don't think I, I can ever think like a victim or say I'm a victim or even relate to people that feel victimized. And of course there's things that happen to people that are absolutely severe. I mean, there are some crimes that occur that Discuss the humanity in all of us. How could people do that to someone else? When I say that, you immediately think of something wrong that someone has done to others. Ah, and you just thought of another, and another, and another. And sometimes it happens to you. But the only way you're going to be able to move forward and have peace in your life is to overcome that temptation to be the victim, to maintain control and fluency over your life, of your thoughts at least, and your feelings. Never Sacrifice who you are and your virtues because of someone else's deeds. That's giving them far too much power. If they injure you, if they steal from you, of course, that's lousy. So don't give them additional power over your life. And that's the only way I think you can live in the now without fear and at peace and in a deep sense of happiness, no matter what may come your way. 
And that is a profound feeling. To feel happiness, no matter what other people do to you. Maintain your virtues. Maintain who you are. Yield no control of your feelings to others. They don't deserve it, I assure you. Stay in command of your life and your feelings and your actions. Those things you can control. And I think that's the only way you can stay from being a victim and have true happiness in this moment, in this day, regardless of what may be tomorrow. said I think I am going to wrap up this podcast once again I apologize if some of these are a little bit shorter than others it's just because I have a tremendous amount of fatigue these days I will do what I can do but I get easily tired more frequently so the duration unfortunately might uh, not be as long as they otherwise could be but be that as it may uh, I hope you at least got some thought into why I hate being a victim and won't be a victim and don't consider myself a victim. You know, it was actually a really surreal moment today when that person in my building who I I did share my medical issues with, when she was saying how sorry she was. And I was like, what are you sorry about? You didn't do it. I don't care. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I'm so alive. I'm fine. (laughs) And just the unexpected confusion that came out of her subsequently was honestly hilarious. Um, it it just was funny seeing a, a person struggle with not knowing how to respond to that. 
to someone who, who just openly shares these issues, I guess, and was just talking because you started to talk about medical stuff or my my goal there in sharing it was to say, hey, don't feel like you're alone. You're not alone. That's the only thing fundamentally I was trying to say to this person. And she was just stumped when I said, don't be sorry. And I don't care. (laughs) I'm still here. I still have life. I still find enjoyment and happiness. And just the unexpected response tongue-tied her so much. It was actually humorous to me. And I, I, I obviously did not go put my hands on my knees or point and laugh at her hysterically. I'm not a, I'm not a, that bad of a person. <laughs> but in all honesty, oh gosh, I hope she doesn't find this podcast. I did find it really funny that someone uh, didn't know how to respond to that in our society. Where my feeling of being a victim was non-existent. And and then truly just just not there. I, I mean... Thankfully, I felt that way my whole life. I've never wanted to yield that kind of power onto others. It's always been there. So thankfully for me, it's not been a struggle to get there. And I don't know why that is. I don't know how that came to be in me. I don't know. I I could speculate till morning why that was so innate, it seems to me. But to her, it was as though I was from another planet. (laughs) It just was not what she expected at all. And uh, I have to admit, I I found it kind of funny on the inside. (laughs) I kind of chuckled at it in my head. Well, golly, I'm checking out, chuckling about it right now out loud. Um, But yeah, that's I guess one guilty pleasure of mine. (laughs) But that being said, um, I just, I just abhor the victimhood attitude because it yields so much onto others and gives others such vast control over your life that they don't deserve and you don't want them to have that kind of control. 
As I said, if this podcast wasn't censored for foul language, I'd have colorful words for those kinds of people. So why would you want them to be in control of your feelings? No. Don't do it. Don't don't go for it. It's a trap. Take evasive maneuvers. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for joining me uh, in this week's podcast. I appreciate it. Do remember to make sure you follow the podcast and have notifications turned on in whatever application you use. You can support the podcast through the Spotify website where there's a little link that says support this podcast or just go to patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face and you do get some background uh, features including photographs of me and the dog in question who's going to eat my face <laughs> it's actually it actually got to get new pictures up there, I, uh, there's a new dog in town so to speak that will eat my face because unfortunately my last one uh, passed away I, I gotta update that on there so that that besides that you, you get to you do get some more uh, I don't know stalking content for lack of a better word but hey people seem to go for that you know who am I to judge I don't care um anyway I, if you want to support the podcast there's ways you can do it there but of course I do deeply thank you for listening and lending me your ears for the duration of the time that you've given me today. I do sincerely mean it when I say that is the best thing you could have given me. And I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. So, feel free to share and support and any way you see fit. So, with all that said, I must say, ciao for now.